Hi, this is Pastor Chris from Pure Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. We want to welcome you to our brand new series called Yes and Amen, where Pastor Nick talks about how to access the promises that are available in Christ. We're excited to see God's promises be fulfilled this year, and we want to invite you to join us in-house on Sundays at 11 a.m. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel to keep up with Sunday's messages every week. We love you, and now let's go into today's message. Amen. Well, I'm excited. The Lord has got some great things for this year, and um, uh, there's a lot that I've been wanting to say, but you know, you've got to wait. You've got to wait for like the new year before you can say certain things. But for the last five, six weeks, I've already been talking about this year, where we're going, the word that the Lord has put in my heart for the year. And um, I want to start with a dream that I had a few weeks ago. This was in the month of November. And as I share this, you're going you're gonna to hear how God talks to me and how God shows me things. This is just one of the ways that God speaks to me and gives me direction. And the same way that God gives me direction, He's going to give you direction. Look at the person next to you and say, get ready for clarity. Most of you already know. Most of you already got stuff in your heart that you know is, is in the forecast for your 2022. But there's maybe some people here that are not quite sure what God has for you. And as we move into this year, it's going to become clearer and clearer to you. And God is going to reveal those things to you. Can you say amen? But let me tell you this too. From a spiritual perspective, the things that, um, the things that I am sharing for this house, these are definite, clear words that God has for you this year, right? And I'll, I'll get into it. Let me talk about the dream. So in this dream, uh, Selena, the wonderful Selena, invited Dave Ramsey. I don't know if you guys know who Dave Ramsey is. So he's the financial peace university guy, right? The, the budget man. So she invites him to the church, but she doesn't tell me he's coming. And so I walk into her office, and Dave Ramsey is standing in the office, and I am like shocked. I'm like, where did this guy come from? What is he doing here? And so as I'm walking out of the office and giving him a tour of our facilities, I am suddenly aware of all the small details that are out of place. All the things that were old and worn out, the clutter and the random junk and stuff that was put in corners, which nobody moved and has become part of the furniture. And I was embarrassed and I was ashamed. Nice dream, right? Say, so this is how God talks to me. And so I saw people who were unauthorized and unqualified handling our media equipment. I saw people that were not from our church coming in, setting up their own camera and recording equipment to record Dave Ramsey's meetings. And I'm like, Where? these people are not authorized. What are they doing in that position? It's an interesting dream, right? All these things were magnified to me in the dream. I was extremely, extremely embarrassed and ashamed as I walked through our facilities. Then suddenly the dream shifted, and I was walking down the sidewalk at our Port St. Lucie location. There was a family pushing a cart, one of those shopping carts, and they had a bunch of stuff in it. They had kids, and I could tell they were struggling. Suddenly the police pulled up, 
and started giving them a hard time for no reason. I watched helplessly as a third person as they were being mistreated, pushed around. They weren't listened to, and they could find no support from authorities to help them get back on their feet, and the dream ended. I mean, there is so much clear instruction in this dream. I mean, it doesn't need interpretation, right? And so, um, one of the things as direction that the Lord has given me for this year is that um, it will be a year of excellence. Every environment will be reorganized and in order. When people drive on our properties, enter our facilities, they will be tour ready. I want people to be so impressed by what they see. Misty and I will not be embarrassed by anything or the attitude of any one of our staff, volunteers, or members. You say, yes, this will be enforced. This is clear direction from heaven. This is what God is telling me we need to take care of. And the last thing I'm going to do is ignore the instructions that the Lord has given me. Can you say amen? We will represent the kingdom of God well, both inside and outside. From the state of our facilities to the attitude of our staff and our members. Can I get an amen? That means don't be wearing a pure church shirt and getting drunk online. Welcome to 2022. Are you ready for the new year? Listen, if the Lord doesn't correct us, He doesn't love us. Then we're not really legitimate children. Then, um, right after I had this dream, I was, uh, was praying. I was doing laps around the pool table as I usually do. I actually had my Apple Watch on the other day. Well, I had it on. I don't know why I had it on at 3 a.m. in the morning. Or maybe I had my phone. I don't know how. But I was looking. You know how you can track your steps? And for some reason, at like between 1 and 4 a.m. in the morning, I've got a couple of miles. <laughs> and I realized because I walk around the pool table, I do like 150 laps around the pool table. That's my morning exercise, guys. I'm up exercising at like 4 in the morning, and you don't even know about it. I didn't even know about it. The Lord says, son, you're getting exercise in. You're walking. I'm like, epic, Jesus. Surprise. So during this prayer, while doing laps around the table, the Lord dropped into my heart that Misty and I need to launch a new broadcast, a show or some kind of podcast that we stream. Um. The content will be around marriage and the family, how to raise children. We will deal with real family issues, and we will help people with practical solutions to bring unity, order, and overflow of provision back into the home. I believe this broadcast idea that the Lord dropped into my heart ties into the dream of helping families that are struggling. The Lord showed me that the current authorities and systems set up in our city are not meeting this need. Instead, they are unnecessarily harassing people with children that are struggling. They're getting pushed around, cannot find the support they need for family restoration. 
I believe this broadcast will be supported by some practical things that we do. We're going to dedicate resources to getting the Nick and Misty show live. Boy, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. I have some ideas of the people that will be involved, and I'm excited to see how this unfolds. Can you say amen? So, you know, I've really, I feel like the last 23 years of Misty and I being together um, was just the foundation. It was all just the preparation. I don't even feel like Misty and I have really stepped into our real calling. It's like it hasn't been activated yet. This has all just been preparation. It is the weirdest thing. It's like I don't even feel like we've done anything yet. But I believe God is getting ready to crown what He has completed in us. And it's going to be powerful. It's going to be epic. And um, it's going to bless a lot of people. Amen? So I'm very excited about that. The last thing I want to do is have a streaming platform and that. But you know what? I'm not here to do what I want. I'm here to do what the Lord wants. Can you say amen? Amen. Another thing the Lord said to me, he said that we've taken the ground. You know, when you plant a seed, the roots go into the ground, right? But then the, the roots, from the roots, it springs up, there's a trunk, and then there's branches, right? So when the Lord, the Lord showed me the vision that he's given us isn't only to take the ground, but it's to take the air. So we've got buildings, we've got properties, we've got connections, we've got roots. We've got, we're being established in the, net, in the earthly, physical stuff with buildings and structures and organization. But now it's time to take the airwaves. And we're going to see a lot of fruit. Can you say amen? So that's some of the stuff the Lord has been talking to me about. Some of the stuff the Lord has been showing me. Uh, that is the direction we're going to start moving in this year. And we're going to take the year to get it right. Amen. But we're going to work on it. We're going to be consistent with it. And even though things start small, we, one step at a time, we're going to accomplish what we're setting out to do today. And I want to encourage you. It's the same for you too. You know, there's things that you want to see happen in your life. There's promises that God has made to you that you want to see fulfilled. And you have to be consistent and diligent about going after those things. They don't happen instantly. They don't happen automatically. It takes effort. It takes energy. It takes diligence. It takes focus to move in that direction and ignore the distractions so that you can achieve the goal that you want. Can you say amen? And so we're going to press forward. Um, then number three, the third thing um, that the Lord spoke, spoke to me last year was uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6.15, which is our key scripture for this year. So you can write that down. It's 2 Chronicles. Sorry, did I say Corinthians? 2 Chronicles chapter 6 verse 15. All right. <clears throat> Second Chronicles 6 15. Um, And the verse says, you have kept your promises to your servant David. This is Solomon speaking. My father, you have made that promise with your own mouth and with your own hands. You have fulfilled it today. Let me read it again. Solomon speaking to God. You have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. You made that promise with your own mouth 
and with your own hands you have fulfilled it today. While I was spending time with the Lord and I was reading um, Chronicles, when I read this scripture, it jumped off the page. It hit me like a ton of bricks. And as I began to meditate it and think on it, then all of a sudden a prophetic word started to bubble out of my spirit. And this is what the Lord said. He said, you have obeyed and done as I've asked you to do. You've been obedient to the leading of my spirit. So now you will enter into a year of the suddenlies. And suddenly you will see the things that I have promised with my mouth birth and break forth in your life. I will surely keep my word, says the Lord. Amen. And so what I want you to do is I want you to take this word. I want you to load it into your heart. I want you to write it down. I want you to get a card. I want you to lipstick it on your mirror. I want you to put it on the refrigerator. You know, I want you to set your phone that it pops up at least once a day or something where you read this scripture. Can you say amen? Just because the promises of God are available, positionally, they belong to you. It doesn't mean that you will have them. Just because something is available doesn't mean that you will have it. You have to press into it and you have to mix faith with it so that it becomes a reality in your life. Right? Look at the person next to you say, if I don't mix faith with it, it's not going to work for me. It's available positionally, but I want it physically. And it's going to take faith. Look at somebody and say, it's going to take faith. You have to apply the law of faith to this. First thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to meditate on it day and night. You're going to have to keep it before your eyes. You're not going to let it depart from your lips. Then you're going to observe to do what is written therein. You're going to pursue it. And then you will make your way prosperous. That means you've got to keep it before your eyes. That means you've got to meditate on it. You've got to think about it. When you wake up in the morning, you grab it. Thank you, Father. This is going to be a year of your promises to me fulfilled. The things you said with your mouth will be fulfilled through your hand. It is not going to be done by my own works and my own strength. It's going to be done by the Spirit. I started in the Spirit. It's going to end in the Spirit. It's going to happen suddenly. God, you're going to bring the breakthrough. It's going to happen. Can you say amen? Another thing that I want you to know is this Scripture... The minute that you start meditating on a scripture that the Lord has given us as a focus for this year, that promise now becomes available. This was not in your radar for 2022 until I told you. This, this would never have come into existence unless I stood here and told you what God said to me. So that means you, this year's focus would not be about pursuing to lay hold of God's promises. Why? Because it wouldn't have been in our focus. The sound that I received is being packaged in words and it's being delivered to you as a seed. And faith substance, as we meditate on this, as we pray into this, as we preach this, it's going to unfold and it's going to build something spiritually on the inside of you until you get the breakthrough. There's coming an alignment on the inside of you, with your mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination, your spirit in line with this Word of God. 
when the revelation comes and it's set and it explodes in you, the door opens for the promise to flow through your life. So we have to speak into the area of darkness to bring light so that the promise can manifest. But it doesn't manifest when it's just head knowledge. It has to shift out of the head and become part of the belief system. And there is a process in seeing words that go from your head to become real, part of your character in your heart. And that takes work. Can you say amen? Say it's a good fight. It's not a fight in the flesh, but it's a fight of faith. Can you say amen? And so you're going to have to fight to see this word come to pass in your life. Because here's what happens. According to the book of Mark chapter 4, the farmer sows the seed. He sows the word immediately. Look at the person next to you and say immediately. Satan comes at once to do what? Steal the word. He's not, he's not going after anything else. He's going after the word of God. The last thing he wants you to do is believe God's word. Because he knows if that word takes root in your heart, if the conditions of your heart are right, and that word takes root, there's nothing stopping it from producing fruit. One of the foundation things that we teach here at Pure is that we're leading you out of the will of self through the wilderness and into the will of the Father. We're leading you out of Egypt through the wilderness into Canaan. We're taking you out of darkness through the gray areas into the light. It's a process. But you have to have somebody who's walking in the truth show you the way. You cannot, a blind person cannot lead a blind person. Right, G? That's very hard. You need somebody who can see clearly to show you how to get there. Can you say amen? And that takes humility. That takes trust. And if you don't trust the person leading you, you might as well go find someone you trust. If you don't trust what we, who we are and what we say and where we're going, go find somebody you trust because you're just wasting your time. Can you say amen? And so 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, New King James Version. 2 Chronicles 20, 20 says, This is the story about Jehoshaphat. They were facing armies from all sides. God, they went into fasting and prayer, and God says to them, put the worship leaders out front and go into battle. Look at the person next to you and say, putting the the worship team on the battlefield first doesn't sound like a smart idea. You should put the people with the cannons, the bombs, the arrows, those that know jujitsu, On the front line. You do not put singers on the front line. Yeah. You don't put the dance party on the front line. No, let's win it first, and then we'll celebrate. But no, it doesn't matter what man thinks. It matters what God says. And it might sound like the dumbest idea to you and all the people around you. But if you will just hearken unto the word of the Lord, you will hear and obey you will see the breakthrough. Can you say amen? Look at the person next to you and say, it doesn't matter how dumb it sounds. If God said it, it won't make sense, but it'll make faith. And so 
Second Chronicles 20.20 says, So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. It is so important that you guys believe what I am preaching and what I am teaching you. You have to believe that what I'm telling you is a word that I have received from the Lord. Because if you do not believe this is from the Lord, you won't grab hold of it. You think I'm just up here yapping because i got nothing better to do. But I'm telling you, if you will grab hold of this, it will cause your life to prosper. The last thing I'm going to do is deceive you because hell is hot and the lake of fire is pretty bad. And there is no way I'm going to stand before God and be called a liar and get thrown into that lake. You can forget about it. I don't need popular opinion. Hell is hot. And when you understand the reality of heaven and hell, you start making decisions based on eternity. The last thing I want to do is deceive people because I've got an inferiority complex or some identity issues. i got no time for that. That three-snap thing, not happening. It ain't happening. I am not, I am not experiencing the second death. I am not going to the lake of fire with hell and all the disobedient sons. It ain't happening. And it ain't happening to you either. Can you say amen? amen. Say, I'm not going to the lake. I'm going to hang out by the river. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. And so I'm going to back up a little bit and I'm going to read. This is Paul sharing a story. I'll just start at 17. You, you may be asking why I changed my... Let's go to 15. Since I was so sure of your understanding and trust, I wanted to give you a double blessing by visiting you twice. First on my way to Macedonia, and then when I returned from Macedonia. Then you could send me on my way to Judea. You may be asking why I changed my plan. Do you think I make plans carelessly? Do you think I am like people of the world who say yes when they really mean no? As surely as God is faithful, can I get an amen? Our word to you does not waver between yes or no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. And as God's ultimate yes, He always does what He says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ... Our amen, which means yes, ascends to the glory, to God for His glory. It is God who enables us, along with you, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us, and He has identified us as His own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees. Look at the person next to you and say, that guarantees... 
everything He has promised us. Say, the Holy Ghost on the inside of me is the down payment of God's guarantee that everything that He promised me in Christ is yes and amen, that it belongs to me, and that it will be fulfilled. Yes and amen. That's loaded right there. I don't care who you are. That has got juice on it. 2 Corinthians 1.20 in the New International Version says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through Him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. The Berean Study Bible. For all the promises of God are yes in Christ. And so through Him, our amen is spoken to the glory of God. Look at somebody and tell him, God's promises are yes and amen. So that means they're available. They belong to you. If you've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, you have got a guarantee that all of God's promises belong to you. You're guaranteed. When God gives you a guarantee, and we're not talking about Sears or Ford Motor Company here. We're talking about God Almighty, creator of the universe. We're talking about God who cannot lie. He's not a man. He will not lie. He doesn't flop. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is not trying to work things out to make these promises become available or figuring out how He's going to work it out to get these promises uh, you know, working in your life. He's figured it all out already. It's already set. It's already done. It's already available. We just have to access it with faith. Can you say amen? On God's side, it's finished. But on our side, we need to realize it's available, and then we need to go after it until it's in our hands. Can you say amen? Say, I'm not giving up. I'm not backing down. It doesn't matter what you throw against me. I have drawn a line in the sand. God said they belong to me. And if God is with me, it doesn't matter. If I stand and continue to stand, I will see the blessing and the promise come through. Can you say amen? Put on the helmet of salvation. I'm putting on the breastplate of righteousness. I'm going to carry the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit. I'm going to have my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. I'm going to walk around with a belt of truth, and I'm going to have the javelin of prayer. Can you say amen? And I'm going to stand, and I'm going to believe that God is going to do what He said He's going to do. Devil, you can try to lie to my head, but you're not getting through what God said. Can you say amen? I am going to claim it. I'm going to grab hold of it. I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to be like a vicious bulldog, and I ain't going to let go until it's real. Can you say amen? That's the kind of tenacity we need to go into 2022 with, that I will not back down. I will not be pushed around. I'm not going to take it. I ain't taking it. I ain't taking it no more. This is going to be a year of Zorro. And if somebody says to you, you're getting too excited, just tell them be quiet. Say, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know who my pastor is. 
Hallelujah. So I want to do a little recap on 2021 because I think it's going to help you understand where we are in 2022, right? In the beginning of last year, let me say this first. In uh, 2020, 2020, our income for the church for the year was $124,000. It's about $10,000 a month, just over $10,000 a month, right? And we gave 20% of that money as tithe and offering and helping and blessing, wherever the Lord directed us, which is only around $24,000, dollars So we roll into 2021, and the first guest that we have here is uh, Kieran and Jamie from Overland Missions, and they're sharing with us their story of how God is sending them to go train people to take regions and territories where nobody goes, with the, take the gospel. They use Google Maps, and they find settlements, and then they send people by boat. They send people by walking, on horseback, whatever they have to do to go reach these people and tell them about Christ. And we've known the ministry for a while. And so um, they came, and while we were having an interview with them on the stage, the Lord drops into my heart, make a commitment to give their ministry $25,000. And me, when I hear God, I just say what I heard him say. And then when it comes out of your mouth, you're like, what the heck did I just say? <laughs> that was everything we gave the whole of last year. And I just gave that in one setting. That's the giving budget. It's gone. <laughs> the give, we just killed the giving budget. Like, I cannot give anything anymore. We're done. Because that 124000 was pretty much an average of what we've seen come in the previous years. So, unless something miraculous happens, that's it. We cleared the giving budget out for the year, people. Nobody else. We can't have any more guest speakers. We can't have anything else happen. And then... We, we gave the first 5,000, and we started moving along. And the Lord told me to talk about the anointing. On Wednesday nights, for our members, we did a series on the anointing for 20 weeks. We pressed in, studying the anointing. And then I knew in my heart, the Lord started stirring in me during the anointing series that we needed to go into a financial series because God was going to bring financial breakthrough. And so as I was preparing for that, the Lord drops it in my heart, and he says, I want you to give $100,000 this year. And when I heard that, I was like, eh. I'm like, yeah, Nick, you're just dreaming. This is you making it up. But I know it's him. I know it's him. He, we popped it in there, and I'm like, 100000 And I'm like, I want to give 100000 Look at the person next to you and say this. God gives seed to the sower. It doesn't matter if you have it or not. If God drops something in your heart and tells you to do it, if you'll just agree with what He said, even when you don't see how it's possible, He'll make it happen because that's the realm He works in, in the realm of the impossible. You don't need faith if you can do it. So I heard it, and in my heart, I agreed with it, but I never said it. 
And then as we got into the anointing series and we're almost done with it and we started moving into the finance series, the Lord gave me the scripture. I was reading the script. It dropped into me with a woman with the alabaster box who came to Jesus as an offering of worship. This, this alabaster box was worth a year's wages and she broke it open and she poured it onto Jesus to anoint him for his death and his burial. And when I read that scripture, it came alive on the inside of me. And I, all of a sudden, I had faith to believe because of that scripture and what God said about the 100K, that we needed to give a year's worth of income as an offering of worship to God. So 124,000 became the goal to give last year. The year before, we only brought in $124,000. How do you move from your total income being $124,000 within 12 months being able to give $124,000? Do you know, I calculated it. I don't have the papers for the exact amount, but I, I believe we gave $192,000 last year. And we had $140,000 left. So we brought in $334,000 last year. We didn't miss a beat on what we needed. And all the extra that came in was seed for us to sow. Because we believe God, we grabbed hold of His Word and we stepped out on it. So this is what I'm talking to you about faith. God is saying in the beginning of this year, God's saying to us, I want you to believe me for the promises I've made with my mouth to you. They're impossible for you to bring to pass. But this is not based on what you can do. This is based on what he has already done. So now we've got to get to the real part. Look at the person next to you and say, this is where it gets real. So <clears throat> in 2020, we had three locations. We had this location, we had the Oleander Center, which we were in first for 12 years, maybe even more, 14 years, 14 years we were in Oleander Center. And then we had our Port St. Lucie location. We have three childcare centers, we have three properties, we're working with 500 children a day, preschool before and after school care, VPK, Project Rock, K through eight, Christian school. We've got all this stuff going on, we've got all these staff members, and then COVID hits us. Well. Our, our Oleander location, we had 125 students in before and after school care, and that's all that was happening out of that center. Well, when the schools did not reopen in March, we lost every one of those students, and we had to shut that center down. But we were still in contract with the landlord. We had three and a half years left on our lease. And we hadn't heard from the landlord for over a year. He didn't say one word to us. Why? Because when we left and we resigned and handed in the keys, he found somebody literally weeks later to sign a contract to take all our spaces. But they had an argument and something fell through. And a year later, when the Lord speaks to me for us to give 100000 he sends us a lawsuit for 100000 In the measure that God tells you to move forward, you're going to find resistance from the devil coming against you. The minute that you make a decision, I am going after what God said. 
the devil is going to throw whatever he can at you to steal the word from you. He wanted me to look at that $100,000 lawsuit and say, we cannot give the 100000 that God told us to give this year. Why? Because we got to save every penny so we don't get sued. You want, you want to hear the real? This, this is faith. This is how faith works, people. Don't think that you're going to attempt to take ground in the Spirit and the devil's just going to let you have it. When you decide, I'm losing weight this year, You say it. You know it. You believe it. God said I can be healthy. God says I can be fit. God says I can be strong. God says I don't have to be fatigued. God says I don't have to walk with all this mess. I'm trying to shake it off. In your own strength, you gained five pounds. You went to gym. You drank water. You ate lettuce. You did everything you needed to do. You tried every pill online. You, you tried it. You tried the keto pill. You tried this shake. You did the Thrive thing. You did that thing. The problem was you did it for one week. And then you gained five pounds. And then now you're like, ah. The minute that you start, I'm going to work out. You sign the gym membership. You go for three days, and then all of a sudden, your work schedule changes. And now the thing that you set out to do, the thing you planned to do, the thing you said, I'm going to fulfill, I'm going to make happen this year, a wrench gets thrown into the system, and now all of a sudden, your plans are in disarray. You have to fight through it. You have to press through it because the enemy doesn't want you to have the victory. Can you say amen? And so we started preaching on finances. And when we started that financial series for like 10 weeks, 15 weeks, whatever it was, everybody in this place exploded financially last year. Who saw financial explosion hit you? Within the first six months, the giving for the year already met what came in the last year. That means God increased the people in this house because we grabbed hold of the word. We heard what God was doing. We agreed with heaven. We stepped out and believed, and God brought the breakthrough. Can you say amen? Missy and I, our personal giving exploded. I had said in my heart, the, I had said in my heart, the Lord told me to honor Pastor Rodney. So I put together my first seed, it was $2,500. It's the best we could do. And we went and we blessed him and said, thank you for, you know, being who you are and all you've done in our lives. After we sowed that seed, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you now to give 5000 I'm like, that was, the, like, you, you know how much it took to just put that together? That was like, that was all the, the, the COVID stimulus, whatever that came in. That's all we had. That was it, Jesus. That was it. Where 5,000? What are you talking about? I've never given 5,000. What do you mean? And the money came in. Because I agreed and I said, yes, God. And the minute we gave the 5,000, the Lord said to me, I want you to give 10,000. 
And I was like, Jay, talk about expanding me. Talking about stretching me like God. 7,500. This is over and above tithe and offering. Where? And I said, yes, God. I don't know where it's coming from. And I said, Lord, if we can get it done by September, I'll be happy. Wasn't five weeks later, six weeks later, we had Pastor Alex show up here. In the middle of him preaching, he points at me and says, the Lord told me to give you $10,000. The guest speaker that I'm supposed to bless is walking up here, just like I stood there and I was looking at Kieran. And the Lord told me, give him $25,000. I'm, I'm sitting there and he looks at me and he says, the Lord told me to give you 10 grand. Personally. And that was the $10,000 that I believe God for. Now, I could have taken that 10 grand and said, I'm going on vacation to Hawaii with Misty. Cheap, you know, we're going to go on vacay, baby. But when God gives you something, he checks your heart. He tests your heart. He tested me with a 2,500. He tested me with a 5,000. He tested me with a 10,000. A week later, the Lord told us that we needed to give another 5,000 to another minister. And that check came in. It wasn't based on what I did with my hands. It wasn't based on the work that I do and how much money comes in our paycheck. It was based on me hearing what God said, and I agreed with what came out of the mouth of God. And I said, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I believe you. And if you want me to give 10 grand, then you know where that 10 grand is coming from. If you want me to give $124,000, God, then we're going to see the increase and you're going to make it happen. The key to your life is hearing what God says and obeying Him. Can you say amen? So we start the, the healing series. The minute that we start pressing into the healing series, I got sick. In the month of October, I had the flu for four weeks. After two weeks, I thought, this is never leaving me. It wouldn't, I couldn't shake it. I thought I had COVID. So we got a hold of a doctor friend. I got hydroxychloroquine. I got zinc. I got the stuff that I needed. I took the whole regimen for a week. I was worse at the end of the week than I was in the beginning of the week. So I got COVID tested. I didn't have COVID. I thought I had COVID. So I called the doctor back and I got a Z-Pack. I'm going to knock this out. I'm going to take this thing out. I'm going to take whatever drugs I need to take. I'm killing it. I'm not, I'm not, not suffering. can't breathe. I've got stuff bubbling in my chest that I can't get out. I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I need this off me. Z-Pack did nothing for me. Into it for three weeks. And I thought, this is never going to leave me. You start having ideas. Am I going to die? Is this going to kill me? What is this? Where on earth is this coming from? I'm this man of faith. We're pressing in for healing. And here I am struggling with four weeks of the flu. Then my daughter in the month, the following month, 30 days of hell attack her. She's been in the ER twice this year. Kidney. Kidney stones. All kinds of weird. They put her on morphine to deal with the pain that she was struggling with. Hospital bills. Don't get x-rays. Don't go to the ER. 
Don't you dare go to the emergency room. I got like $15,000 in medical bills. Hello. So yeah, we are believing God for healing. I'm, I'm having to get Z-Packs and all kinds of stuff, hundreds of dollars to the doctors. I'm not getting any better. Then I got my, my daughter getting hit like, and as a parent, you got kids suffering in pain with sickness. You're looking at this and you're like, what on earth? And then my wife dealing with all kinds of weird stuff. Then we roll into the month of December. These two get hit. Then I get hit again. On my vacation, I had fever. I'm in bed on vacation, sick in Tennessee. New Year's, sick in bed. I'm going to kick my podium right now. So this is great, God. Wonderful. Press in, son. Believe me for healings. Believe me for the miraculous. Believe me to see breakthrough in people's lives, to break out of, out of all the stuff that the devil has got them bound in. We're sowing the word on healing, yet we're getting hit with sickness like we've never experienced before. And medical bills on top of it. So what I'm telling you is this walk of faith is not for weak, faint-hearted people who are just testing it out to see if God works. The minute that you go after what God has for you, you are coming against a spiritual enemy that hates you. And you got to understand what you're doing. you got to understand how to fight the good fight of faith. And you have to stand through no matter what he throws at you. And I'm here to tell you, between what we sowed in the word in the anointing, between what we sowed in the word in finances, what we sowed in the word, what was the last thing we did? Healing. Thank the Lord. That word that we sowed into us, that we pressed into us, is coming to spring forth and bring life this year. We're going to see an increase in healings. Do you know what I'm getting ready to see, I believe? I feel it like a volcano in me. It's getting ready to explode. And when it explodes, I'm going to be so happy because the devil's going to get payback. Can you say amen? I'm believing that our children that the doctors have put on these prescription drugs from a young age are going to get delivered. We're going to see deliverances in the lives of our children and in the lives of families. And we're not going to put up with it. When this anointing breaks, kids are going to get delivered from all the medication that they've been on. And they're going to get completely set free. That's what the devil's going to get for what he's done to me. That's what he's going to get. Mess with the wrong people. I am Arab. I'm part Arab and African. And then I'm a lion in the kingdom with like eagle potential. I see you coming from five miles and I'm going to take you down, boy. All you got to do is stand in front of the mirror and talk to yourself like this. This is what I do. You got to encourage yourself in the Lord, Sam. Sam, you got to encourage yourself, bro. you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I ain't got to take it. Devil, you're going to pay. you got to grab hold of the Word of God and you got to declare war. Can you say amen? That's right, brother. Come on, baby. I just want to say, in the midst of all of that, what's amazing is that someone else gave us another check to pay all our medical bills off. Isn't that awesome? In the midst of all of that, 
Even though the enemy's attacking you, there's no way that God will not show himself faithful. Isn't that awesome? I was going to add it, but bring it, baby. Bring the thunder. He's faithful, guys. This is just a temporary light affliction. It's just resistance against you. But if you will not give up, if you will not quit, if you'll grab hold of what God said, if you will set your face like flint, if you will not be moved, if you will not be shaken, if you will stand no matter what the devil throws at you, no matter what circumstance of life comes at you, you will overcome. And you will lay hold of that promise. Because his promises are yes and amen. And we have a second Chronicles 615. That thing is a loaded weapon. And if you'll lock it in your mouth, if you'll take that first, uh, second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 and load that in your mouth, and all the other scriptures that we're going to press into and study, and you start declaring this word over your life, and you start pressing in and clarifying what it is that you believe God has given you, you're going to lay hold of it this year. Can you say amen? I'm just so glad to be a part of the family.